Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. So the Rangers win last night, 40 wins. It's almost to the point now, like, just get us to the playoffs. Totally, (laughs) totally. Okay, Uh, a lot could be accomplished in the final 22 games of the season, but they're already in first place. I don't think anybody cares about them winning the President's Trophy. It's like, let's get the playoffs started already. Because if they're playing like this at the playoffs, they've got a chance at the Cup. And you feel like the next 22 games can only make them hit a slump, somebody get hurt. Um, make the deal that you're going to make on March 8th. Get better. Let's get the playoffs started already. Devils and Islander, different situation. They need every game they can get. I'm not sure they're going to be able to make it. Uh, but that's what's happening in the hockey world. And, of course, the Nets still can make it only because the NBA's Fugazi with their play-in. And uh, the Knicks, we know their situation. Got the Warriors tonight. I'm with Dan if... Brunson plays. I think they got an excellent chance to win and should win. But if he doesn't play, you're probably staring a three-game losing streak in the face. And could have very easily been four the way it went down against Detroit. Could have very easily lost that game, too. So that's what's on the table. Wanted to bring this up before we get back to the phone calls. Complete role reversal, Dan, from what we saw last year, where all the running backs got tagged. Mm -hmm. Now none of them are going to get tagged. They're all going to be free agents. And I think that's why the Giants are playing it the way they're playing it. It's like, listen, we can give Saquon Barkley a contract, and we might be willing to. But, you know, there's other free agents out there that may not be as good as Saquon, but if we can get them for $3, 4000000 million cheaper and use that money someplace else, we're in a much better situation. So Bill Barnwell decided to rank the free agent running backs. Did you see this? I've been made aware of it, yeah. Don't look, look away. Look away. I'm not... Look yeah. away. I'm not Turn looking. it over. I'm not Turn it over. <laughs> I tell you to throw it away. <laughs> Fine, you don't want me to see it? Fine, it's I don't want you to see it. He's like, I'm not looking at it. It's right in front of him. I'm like, well, just turn it over. And no, he throw. <laughs> he's trying to throw the papers to make this like grand gesture of papers flying all over the place. <laughs> and they won't go. There was static electricity. It's amazing. If you were rushing to a meeting and those papers were the contract to save your life and you dropped them three feet, they would have scattered all over the building. You trying to make the yeah. grand gesture of throwing these papers, and they wouldn't... Because they would there was only three of them. You know what I mean? Crazy. If there was like 30, they would have went right, flying, but so it was three. We have... Anthony hates me, by the way, because he printed those out. He was like, if you were just going to throw them or try to throw them across the room, I wouldn't even have given them to you, It's right? on the rundown. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> so it's there. I know, there. but I just don't want them looking at it. All right, all right so, I'm not going to look. Tell me. All right, so... Uh, so a tier one. Yeah. Who is so? So who would I got? I got a tier one, tier two, tier three, 
tier four. And looking at this, Anthony, unless I have it wrong... Well, he's got some of my papers, I think, in his pile now, so he's looking at it twice. Well, I only see one... That's correct. ...on the franchise. There is one person I, in tier one. And, and there's, um, there's one player in tier two... And That's then correct. there's one, two, three players, tier three. That's right. Two players in tier four. That's right. So, all right, so who's the tier one player? I'm going to have to say Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is the tier one player, according to Bill Barnwall, and his Excellent. projected salary would be $12 million, which is basically the franchise tag. Okay. Franchise tag is 11.9. He thinks he's a shade above that. That's the franchise tag. So you 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 agree with that, obviously, because that was your prediction. Yes, I, I right. think that you have to put him on that tier. Correct. Who is on tier two? How many do I have in tier one, two? One, just one. One. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is on the second okay. tier, and and what is his salary cap projection? I would say. Not franchised, right? Right. So, Every, considering that the tier one was at the franchise tag, everybody else would be below the franchise tag, so obviously. I'm going to say about ten and a half. Ten and a half, according to Bill, it's at nine million. Interesting. Now, okay. here's we all know how good Derek. Now, Henry would he is. say that to Derek Henry's face, like if they were in the same room? <laughs> I don't know. Right. But I would guess he would. Probably wouldn't. I don't. You know. Hey, Derek, I think you're only worth nine, not uh, ten and a yeah. half. Um. So nine million. Yeah. Now, the biggest problem with Henry is on January 4th, I believe it is, he turns 31. Did you get him anything? <laughs> well, like, uh, first of all, I have time, and second of all, I don't know him personally, so he's going to get nothing. <laughs> so a 30-year-old running back, when these guys usually lose it at 28, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously playing on borrowed time here, but still a very good running back that, that pushes the pile. You can give him the ball late in games. Very reliable running back. Uh Nine million. Okay, so we've got three running backs on tier three. Lowest yards per carry, by the way, in six years for Derrick Henry this year. Again, the team stunk. Well, that's the what coach I mean. gets fired. Yeah. You know, not exactly the year that you want to review his stats. But again, you know, you you would be entering. You're hoping to get him. You'd be entering the playoffs with a 31 year old running back. Again, not the end of the world, but you're you're playing three four years over your head, according to how a lot of these running backs go. At, you said it off the air. At some point, Derrick Henry's wheels are going to come off. Right. Because he's just so, I mean, he's, he's a physical brand of running. Like, he doesn't try to run around you. He tries to run through yeah, you. And and so, he's done that for a lot of years. And he's, he's 30. And as a running back, you know, that's like the taboo age to where everybody thinks you're going downhill. All right. So who are the three yeah. in tier three? Um, which would you, for tier three capable starters, they're labeling. Austin Eckler's got to be one. Austin Eckler is there, yes, okay. of, the, of the Los Angeles Chargers. Who I'm a big fan of, by the way. Um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, yes. I'm just trying to think of free agent running backs. <laughs> We're just talking about this team in the last segment. DeAndre Swift. That's right. Those are Philly. the three. And the projection for them is between seven and eight million. Now, I, I disagree. I would have Jacobs harder, uh, higher. I have Austin Eckler I mean, higher. Yeah, but 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 he's also a problem. I think he's already thirty-one. Twenty-eight. Eckler's only twenty-eight. He'll be he'll be twenty-nine this year. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So he's younger. So yeah, I, I agree with that. But I mean, Jacobs he rushed for like seventeen hundred yards one season. He's a very very good back. Again, on a team that is not very good. 
So that's seven to eight million dollars. The previous two years, Austin Dude. Eckler, because remember, like Austin Eckler was the name I kept bringing up last summer with the whole Saquon conversation. Right, right, right. The previous two years, so twenty-one and twenty-two. Austin Eckler scored a combined total of 38 touchdowns. Mm. 38! You know, that's a productive player. Well, it's very productive. It's about, you know, scoring touchdowns in this league. So, and if, if I can get Josh Jacobs at $7 million, isn't that better for my team than Saquon Barkley at 12? I might be able to save $5 million at the running back position. Is he a tick? Uh, is, is Barkley better? Yes. But $5 million better on a team that needs to spread that money around? I would rather have Jacobs at 7 or $8 million than Saquon at 11 or 12 What about the salary cap changes that were made over the weekend? That, right? that, like, right. It's an extra $30 million. No, bucks it's an extra $30 dollars. million, dollars for sure. But everybody else has an extra $30 million as well. I mean, the competition is still going to be pretty stiff for these guys. All right, so Tier 4, borderline starters, high-end backups, is how Bill labels these two running backs. So doesn't that tell you that we are how many? We are... One, two, three, four, five, six. Like we're talking about seven. We're talking about seven free agent running backs, and two of them are, according to Bill Barnwell, borderline starters. So it, it's 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 a pretty deep free agent list, but not that deep. Tony Pollard, one of them. Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys is one. <sighs> is another guy? Yeah, pretty much the same. Same state. Good. That was going to use that hint. Nice job, Don. That was a oh, nice, that, that was a hint he used. Yes, same state. Oh, uh, uh, Houston, right? Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, former Bill. Devin Singletary. He, and so, what's the projection? Tier four guys. Between what and what? The two two million differences between this and this, and there's two million in between. You're not going to tell me between like five and six, are you? Ooh, close. Well, then if you listen to me, I said the difference of two million. It's I thought you four, meant from the, four to six. Four to six. I thought you meant from no, the no, two no, million no, no, tier no. from so, three to four. So again, you know, if I get Tony Pollard at $4 million, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's about, Look, I, I, this is how, how I... old is Pollard? Is he what, Tony Pollard 20s, is what, 27? 20, he's 26.8, yeah, as they listed. I was so say. he's pushing so he's, 27. He's the, he's the youngest, probably the uh, youngest of the crop, or close to it. Here's the question, and this is how I posed it on the air the other day. Okay, If, you are the, if you're any football team, forget about the Giants, but in this case we're talking about Saquon and his value to them. If you're any team in the NFL now, 2024... Can you win significantly? And I'm talking about compete for the big prize where they give you the trophy at the end. Right. If your best player on offense is your running back. No. Okay. I agree. Now, now look, you could say, well, what about San Francisco? Thank now? you. Right, That's that, the exception, but look at how many other weapons they had on the offense. Well, they, they've got guys that might be his equal. Right. They have like one and one A, one B, yeah. one C. Giants don't and, have that. And also, so the Giants need so much more. And also... Here's the thing about McCaffrey. He was given the $16 million a year to, by Carolina, who couldn't wait to get rid of him. And San Francisco took that money because they could afford it and because they felt they were close to winning a Super Bowl. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be bringing him in if they had to pay $40, $50 million to their quarterback, but they're paying their quarterback nothing. Right. They so, hit the jackpot with the worst, the last, right. you know, Mr. Irrelevant. So, so that that helps. So, when your outlier is a team that has other equal weapons and also had tons of cap space because they're not paying their quarterback, that's a different outlier. It's a completely different situation. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. On this topic is Hammer in Bergenfield. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Hammer? What's 
going on, Don? Uh, we spoke a couple of weeks ago in regards to the hiring of AP, and, uh, you know, Mike kind of kind of eviscerated me, but it is what it is. This whole thing with the running backs, we know what the market value is for a lot of these guys, and obviously these running backs that are set for free agency, none of them are getting tagged at $14.1 million. You guys were just talking about Josh Jacobs potentially coming to the Giants at 7. His market value as it stands right now is about 10 7 and when it comes to potentially taking that home team discount and returning to the Raiders, I think you're looking at something around like a three-year, $33 million with maybe about 22 to 24 in guaranteed money. Like, he said it himself, and he said this to me personally. He wants to finish his career in Vegas. And, again, no state tax there. I don't see why he doesn't stay put. Daquan, I think he's going to end up in either Houston or Dallas, unfortunately, maybe even Baltimore. It, it's tough, but the at how much? value at how much? At how much? Uh, you're looking at maybe average eleven, eleven and a half, maybe. This is the thing, though. Like the, I, I've said this on my show that the last of the Mohicans is Christian McCaffrey. We're never going to see a running oh, back that's right. ever get anything in that excess of what he's making ever again. Oh, there's no question, Hammer. And the reason I brought up Jacobs is not that the Giants would get Jacobs. I'm just trying to make the comparable that if I decide not to sign Barkley and I wanted to go after another running back, I could probably get another running back cheaper. If it's not Jacobs, it's Eckler. If it's not Eckler, it's Pollard. If it's not Pollard, it's Singletary. If you're telling me that Barkley's going to go sign in Houston, then if Singletary becomes available at 4 or $5 million, I'll jump on him. You know, and again, I will take the hit that he's not as good as Barkley. But we start, we, uh, unfortunately, in a salary cap world, you've got to start putting the mechanism of money to it. And now, I'd rather have a running back who could be productive at five, six million dollars than Saquon Barkley at twelve or eleven, who could be better. But is he worth that extra money? Plus, you got to factor in Dan; he gets hurt. So if I'm Dallas and I'm all hot to get Saquon Barkley. I'm going to probably be worried that for my 11-9 or whatever I sign him for, is he going to play 17 games for me? Because I want to win a Super Bowl. Well, a couple of things with that. Number one, he brought up Houston. There's been a lot of smoke out there that maybe Houston is the team that has eyes for Saquon Barkley. And maybe if Saquon isn't going to be a giant, that might be a place he's considering going. Apparently him and C.J. Stroud have been talking. Houston right now has over $50 million in available cap space, which is more than the Giants. And they already have their quarterback locked in right. for the next several years on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. They don't have to pay C.J. Stroud for at least a couple of more years because it's three years in yeah. before you can finally extend them. So they've got him locked in for at least the next two seasons. That could be a place where you can easily foresee Saquon ending up because everything adds up to where they can afford him. And if, and if that happens, the more power to you. Right. right Now, maybe the Giants, because they are talking to him, and as you said, there's $30, more dollars, $30 million more available in cap space, then maybe they're going a little bit higher. But when I heard, they had to know the cap space was coming, by the way, way before the announcement. Yes, didn't the surprise public, the league, no. That they don't want to franchise him because, do the math, they don't want to pay him $12 million. No. So can they get him for less? I don't know. Even if Houston's got cap space, Dan, they're not going to overpay for him. I don't know if they'll give him to us. So what are they going to give him three years, 36? Well, yeah, right. You could you give him a three-year deal, 36 million, and say that only 20 of it is guaranteed. Hmm. Right? And then you could get out from under the deal after two years. To when you went, Then when you have to pay your quarterback, you could say to Saquon, all right, thanks for the memories. We're, we're going to 
set you loose. Now yeah. they're going to get hit with dead money yeah, for the rest of the cap. Which, which look, everybody does in the NFL. I get it, but it's not a lot of dead. No, money. it's 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 not a lot. And you could always look after the first year. You could restructure the contract. That's what a lot of teams do. Keep kicking the can down the road to where like the cap hit's not going to be as sizable for that coming season if you need the flexibility. But well, you're going to have to pay the credit card bill down the road. Here's the thing, though, with the Giants. And you could talk about the running back. And every time we get into these discussions, to me, it's still the conversation always shifts towards the quarterback. Because Houston is a team, as we said, they know their quarterback situation. They got to figure it out. Giants don't. So whatever money you're going to allocate to Saquon, there might come a time as soon as even at the end of this upcoming season where you got to address the quarterback situation. Right. If you're going to boot Jones. So then how much money are you going to have left over? How much money are you going to need well, to go out there and pay? Unless you make a move to get a Knicks, to get a Penix, to get uh, right. a McCarthy, and then he becomes the replacement for Jones, and then you're in the similar situation Correct. Houston's in, right? Hopefully he's good and I don't have to pay him. Now, the other aspect of this is never mind what the Giants want to do. What does Saquon want to do? Because if the Giants offered three years, 36, and Houston offered the same if you're Saquon Barkley, wouldn't you just go to Houston? They've got a quarterback, winnable division. I'm at the end of my career. I want a chance to go to the playoffs. I want a chance to win a Super Bowl. The Giants aren't close to that. Even if Daniel Jones is healthy in that division, even though Philadelphia is a mess and you've got Dallas, they're clearly better than you on paper. Like If I'm Saquon and I've got a three-year window to win a championship and the money's the same, wouldn't I go to Houston? Wouldn't I go to Dallas? Wouldn't I go somewhere where I've got a better chance to win? Yes, now, there's there's also perks to staying in New York. You become a forever giant. There's a lot of... Listen, the guy was all over the Super Bowl. I mean, Saquon's been a great player. He's gone to a Pro Bowl. He's won Rookie of the Year. He's But he's only played you know two playoff games in his career, and yet he's doing Super Bowl commercials because he's in New York, and he's a star in New York. I don't know if that... Does he value that over having a better chance of winning a championship? I, I would think he'd want to win, but there are perks to staying in New York, too, if the money's even the same. We don't even know if it would be. The thing is, though, like, draft is, what, two months away? No, we're in May. Yeah, May, so, is yeah. It, you know that or we're going to spend April. how much time leading up to that draft about the Giants and the prospect of them trading up maybe for the quarterback? Like, if they fall in love with one of these guys to maybe even make the move up from six to get one of these passers. I now, I don't necessarily think they should do it because I'm not in love with these guys thinking that any of them are can't miss. Remember, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be can't miss. He's not yet. So I don't know if I would give up all that to move well, up three spots maybe to get a guy. But I understand what's the old saying in, in scouting. If you believe he's the guy, you oh, do yeah. whatever the well, hell that, you can to get Well, that was the Ernie Accorsi. He right. loved Eli Manning. And then I think you have a moral uh, obligation. It's a moral imperative to you get you get the guy that you absolutely want might cost you your job if you're wrong. Now, Dan Orlovsky was on Get Up this morning. He said the Giants have way too many holes to trade up to get a quarterback. I don't look at them all that different than New England. The Giants have too many issues and holes to sit there and say, hey, let's go jump our quarterback. Let's go jump to go get a quarterback. If he fell to them, absolutely run to the podium. But the Giants have too many holes both on their offensive line and they still need to upgrade the perimeter talent rather than going and making a move for a quarterback. Now the question is, are you are you addressing all of that in the draft? Now I'm a believer in the philosophy. 
Like, yeah. did you see? Did you happen to catch what Brandon? We don't have that in our system, do we, Anthony? Brandon Bean, the Bills GM, from what he said at the combine a couple of days ago about Josh Allen, like when they decided to make the move to get Josh Allen in the draft in in 2018. He said, and I'm, I'm reading the quote. He said, "If he doesn't work out." I'm not going to be here anyway. And if he does work out, nobody's going to give a bleep. Right. That's the philosophy. But, but do you really think Chicago, Washington, or New England are going to trade out of the top three when all three need quarterbacks? It depends. You're going to get. First of all, I don't think the Giants and the Commanders are going to make a deal that's going to involve a franchise quarterback. Do but you? you're, you're getting another one for next year. And if you're the, if you're Washington, let me ask you a question. If you're Washington, okay, you're probably not going to win next year. So you mean to tell me you can't run it back next season with, let's say, Sam Howell? You like, could. You could. You're going to well, win some games along the way, but now you get an extra number one next year plus more draft equity to be able to fill some of those outstanding holes that you have. But but the only way it works is if Washington isn't in love with who would be available at two. Like let's say. They want Caleb Williams. They're not in love with any of the other quarterbacks. You know, they make the deal. You don't. Why would you draft somebody you don't want just because you need a quarterback? You're going to hold your nose and draft for position? That would be stupid. Then you'd also need the Giants to believe in the quarterbacks. Then if that's the case, but if they all love the quarterbacks, which I'm not sure they do, then you're not making that deal. The but, thing is, I don't know. I don't know how anybody feels about any of these quarterbacks. Do you, do you do you feel right now in your belly that any of these guys, even take it to Knicks and Penix and McCarthy, that these are can't miss guys? No. I don't see a Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't. I don't see um, a Burrow. Do you? I mean, they, they could turn no, out what, to be. And that. that's my point. Like, what's Lawrence been? I'm sorry. If you're can't miss, if you're the, I'm if, just saying that there was a there was talk when Lawrence was drafted right. that he was can't miss. Or is anybody saying Caleb Williams is a can't no. miss? He's the he's the projected number one. But is anybody saying he's a can't miss? No. And I'm sorry. I know one has nothing to do with the other technically, but I can't get over the fact that none, zero, zilch have come out of USC and done anything. That's, I mean, there's just too many quarterbacks, whether it's Liner, whether it's Darnold. We go, it doesn't matter. Just go go back. They Sanchez. Closest thing is Carson Palmer, like in yeah, the last but, 20 yeah, years. But, not, but, no, but, but as good as Carson Palmer was, he wasn't worthy of, a, of the top pick in the draft. He didn't have a bad career. No, he didn't have a bad, goals. but that's not, what you, that's not the way you describe the first overall pick. Not a bad career. Mm. But I think if he didn't get hurt with Cincinnati... Remember in that playoff game, right, it was broke that 2000, yeah. uh, whatever the hell, 2000, was that five? Um, they might have went on a little run. You know, he wasn't terrible. Then he went to the Raiders. Remember the Cardinals? He took the Cardinals to the NFC Championship game. He had a good career. He had a good career. Good career. Right. I'm not saying I wouldn't want him. I'm just saying that if. if how about this? When if you're you talking about me, the first overall pick. No, but if tough. you ask me, Carson Palmer, like, would you take, like, if you drafted a quarterback in the first round, would you take. Carson Palmer production, but it's going to be all on your team. He's not going to play for three teams. I would sign up yeah, for that. Yeah, you probably would sign up for that, yeah. I'd sign up for that. But there's a reason why a player like Carson Palmer you know, does bounce around. Now, you said he broke his leg. That probably had a lot to do with why he bounced around. Well, then he around. pulled a, remember, get me out of... Um Did he pull a get me out of Cincinnati? Or, yeah, because then he forced his way to the Raiders of all teams, yeah. remember? Because then he kind of fell out of favor with what was going on in Cincinnati, and he ended up with the Raiders, which were bad teams, and then had like kind of like a third act with the Cardinals with all those weapons they had there, and he, he was really productive. 1-800-919-3776. Don and Dan, we're hanging out with you. Bonus 30 minutes. We're taking up until 7 o'clock. 
and we will dive right into Nick coverage at that point. I think Yes is leaving us at 6.30 because they've got Nets-Hawks. That's a bad job. They should stay with us. And the Yankee-Marlin game on the Yes app. So I think we've got you all settled. They're still working on me being in Tampa on that Wednesday. Well, you'll be in Tampa. I'm in Tampa, you're regardless. In, you're in the municipality. I would like, and I, you know what? And I'll tell you this. I don't know the logistics of where I'll end up doing the show if I don't do it from George Steinbrenner Field. I will be at George Steinbrenner Field at 1 o'clock watching some exhibition baseball. I'm hearing mm. efforting. Because I'm going to tell you something. Are you I'm fully the, credentialed, by the way? I think I can make a phone call, or somebody can make a phone call on my behalf. I'll show them my NHL credential. Maybe that'll get me in. Maybe. Listen, I cover the Rangers. Give me in. Uh, I, the only exhibition baseball I ever attended, spring training-wise, mm-hmm. was in Arizona. Really? I took Nancy back in 2013. We went to Scottsdale, watched a couple of uh, giant Dodger games, and then we went to see the the, the Giants take on the Brewers. The- and then we went to a World Baseball Classic game, two games, which were awesome, over at Chase Field. Let me guess. Or maybe it was the Bob at the time. Paraguay against Greece. No, it was Mexico against somebody. Place was packed. Yeah, they love that stuff. I was in the upper deck. The next day, Canada played the U.S. I got $20 tickets right behind home plate, first row. Did you say you were American or Canadian? Well, you know I'd love being Canadian. No, hey. I just I just bought tickets because they were available because nobody cared. I thought that maybe they'd sweeten the pot a little bit. Speaking of nobody cared, I ended up going as well, thanks to Dave Maloney's uh, brother, Don, who was the GM of the Coyotes at the time. I went and saw a Coyotes Blues game. You, you saw a lot there. there. was a lot going on in Arizona. Ari- Plus, it was Arizona. It was you know, February. It was gorgeous in Arizona. The Arizona spring training experience, for those who don't know, much better than Florida. Much better. Every team is like the, ha- within a half yeah, an hour They're right other. there. Yeah. Florida's too, like too spread out. You couldn't yeah. do it. Don LeGrecca here to tell you about my friends at Bath Fritter. They remodeled my mom's bath. Did an awesome job. The process was easy. One expert installer. Even with the customization she needed for a cast iron tub. It was done in one day with no demo or mess. It's beautiful. It's a high-quality permanent solution. Bathfitter provides a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like my mom. For a limited time, get 0% interest and save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So start designing your bath today at bathfitterdesign.com. There is only one Bathfitter. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Hanging out with John Winthrop. How about him? He was on the morning show today debating with Dave who was the bigger football fan. Him or Dave? Right. And John came in and he was he just oh, asked for two minutes and he gave examples where game seven uh, or well, I don't know if it was game seven, one of the it was game five, Devils Rangers was the same night as the draft, and he had the draft on his TV with volume and watched the Rangers Devils on the app with the sound down. That's right. This past year that was getting right. right. And then he missed a bunch of other real important things. Basically I texted in and said this is this is almost like a debate, like who's the biggest moron? But John, I think, actually won the debate. Now I don't know if he what he wins. I, so he, so who, did, I don't who think decided? Who decided? Who decided? But he did win it. Who decided? Like who won? Uh, I, well, I decided in my own mind. Rick did a point system, mm-hmm. and during the debate, had John winning four three, but still believed Dave was the bigger fan. Really? But I think there's a lot of evidence that John is the bigger football fan than Dave. Can I ask you? They're both nuts. I mean, the things they miss, like their own weddings and, uh, you know, the, the, Dave not taking his wife to the emergency room. I mean, this again, this is no prize you want to win. We talked about that last week with Dave, the urgent care thing. Like but there yeah. is, there is um, I guess, some status in being the biggest football fan. But I think John, for somebody who's not an on-air talent, yeah. going up against one of the best we have at the radio station, if not the best, I thought John handled himself very well, and I think he won. And now yeah, but, he's hanging out with us. Yeah, but think about that. If if you're using the draft as an example last year, like you're not the hugest hockey guy though, John. So like well, you're going to watch John, the draft anyway. Well, I want to go I want the day to go full circle. He spent a couple of minutes on the morning show. Sit down. We've got an empty chair. Peter's John, not in. here. Please sit come down. In. Let's come full circle. You're the you're the one pinhead suit at this radio station left. Come sit down. You're on the air for the morning show. You hey, should be John. on the air for the afternoon show. Ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about the pinhead suit, John Winthrop, this is what he yeah. looks like. You know how long we've known John? What, 20 years? John and I basically I, well, how started long, well, well, at the well, same the time. How, John, how long have you been at this radio station? Uh, it will be about 20 years this fall. Uh, so August, September will be 20 years. All right, so 20, yeah, so we've been I started like years. a I, semester before him. Way back yeah. when. Right, yeah. As like, an intern. Like, yeah, uh, as an intern. Revenge of the Sith was coming out when we were... <laughs> that, well, I think like we had a couple the, of years trailer, here already the before that. dropped. The, <laughs> yes, right. and, I, was, uh, and I mean this with all sincerity. Like, one of the no great that things is, about... Work, no. no, and I'm good. <laughs> it is good. One of the great things about working at this radio station, and why I'm so proud to have been the first voice, is that we've worked with like people for a long time. Yeah. It's all about family. That's why it hurt when Tim left. It hurt when Ryan left, because these were like family members. So to be able to work with somebody and know somebody for two decades and be proud to work with him and call him a friend, that's that's cool. Not a lot of jobs you can do that. Can I have a raise? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I meant all the things that I, that I <laughs> so said. So that's the motive so of inviting him in. For people that missed, yeah. give the two minutes that you gave on the morning why you're a bigger football fan than Dave Rothenberg. So you already highlighted one of them. Game five last year, Rangers-Devils. Series was tied at two. Rangers won the first two, and it was you know it was tense. And I'm no, I said the series was over. Remember, and I got crushed when it was two nothing. I'm not as big a hockey fan as Dave, but 
it was still a huge game, but I decided to put in the NFL draft on the big TV. Rangers were on the iPad. I know Dave didn't do that. He may say he did. He didn't do that. No chance. I don't think no. he did that. If there's a Sunday night baseball game, Mets two games out in the AL, uh, NL East, chasing the Braves, I'm watching, name it, Steelers, Bengals, over the Mets. It's All just, right. I, I, I'm just, it's what I'm doing because I'm an NFL guy. No, 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 and I think you, again, you equated yourself well, and I think you won. Last point. Dave went to a birthday party of his friend on the night of the divisional round. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The Niners-Packers game. He was in a complete like NFL blackout. He, he shut off his phone, whatever he did. Did you hear what he made There's them no do? There's no chance I would ever do something like that. Did you hear what he wanted to make the people at this party do? Going to that party. <laughs> well, he yeah. wanted to make them sign something, a waiver, before the party that nobody is allowed to look at their phones, much All less right. report now, what's happening if in you the had game. the choice, you're at this party, if you had the choice of signing the waiver or just saying, let's just not be friends with this guy anymore, I, I think I'd oh, pick it's the, the latter. latter. Yeah. I don't know how we got an invite. Here's the thing. I wouldn't even go to the party if the party was like a watch party of Niners Packers. I wouldn't go because I, I can't. Listen, like, you win. Party- I don't. I don't know what you won. I don't <laughs> think it's anything you should be proud of. But listen, I think you won. Now let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah, won. I've told this story on the air a bunch of times. If you remember, you don't remember because you're too young. Game seven of the '86 World Series. I am too young. Yeah, was rained out. It's supposed to be on a Sunday. Oil Cam Boyd was going to start for the Red Sox. It got rained out, so Game 7 was a Monday. And it was Giants that night, right? And mm-hmm. so then Bruce Hurst got a chance to pitch. You know, obviously, Game 7 of the World Series. Giants, Redskins at the time at the Meadowlands. My dad, huge Met fan and Giant fan. That's why I became fans of both of those teams. Huge, both. We watched the Monday night game on the big color TV in the living room. We wheeled out the old black and white for Game 7. So my father was making the statement, this football game is more important than Game 7 because he was a bigger Giant fan than a Met fan. If a similar situation happened, it's Jets-Dolphins Monday night. So that would be what, Dan? Like week... It's it's late eight, October, nine, like eight, you know. Nine, so it's, yeah. it's the it's the middle. Is it's not it's not a huge game, but it's the divisional game. You know, the Giants Giants won the Super Bowl that year, so it was a big game. And the Redskins were the team they were competing with at the time for the division, so it was a big game for for late October in the NFL. But it's Mets Red Sox Game Seven of the World Series. How would you handle that day? Ah. Uh. I would probably, I would probably watch the Jets. There's no way I wouldn't be able to do it. I would, I'd watch the Jets, and I would probably go two TVs rather than iPad and TV, and just keep tabs on both. I feel like baseball, you can watch without the sound and still enjoy it. I would definitely have the Jets on with the audio. In fact, here's another thing I should have brought up to Dave. I had a major surgery this uh, this fall, which he did. Some of you he know. looked fantastic. No, 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 here's no. the thing: it was originally scheduled for a Monday. I call, had a call back the next day because I realized the Jets played on that Monday night. <laughs> so I was like, no, State doesn't work anymore. He would like, do that. This he is, would do that. This is, life, this is life-saving surgery. I was like, it doesn't matter. we got Jets on Monday Again, night. I don't know what you win, but you win. <laughs> so but I, I do think Dave would have probably done the well, same. I mean, like, so what would you have done if it was only one television uh, option? Flip. I'd yeah. have to flip, but I'd probably, watch, I'd probably end up just watching the Jets more because I'd get caught up in it. And you know how baseball goes. All of a sudden you catch it and it's like, ah, no one's on base. Go back to the football, you know? I would I'd watch the Jets. Well, I'll give you an example, and I kind of side with him. Remember the Mets in the World Series in '15? Sure. You and I went to using the media passes. We went to the first two games at City Field, right. three and four, which mm-hmm. was a Friday and a Saturday. Sunday, you were doing the Jets at the time still in '15, so you had the Jets on Sunday, so you couldn't go. I could have gone. But no, Jets were on the road. I think they played at Oakland that day. I wanted to stay home and watch the Jets, and so I didn't even go to the World Series game at, at, at City Field. Because football's higher than 
Yeah, I remember being baseball. at a meaningless, not meaningless, but I was at the Jets Cardinals game where where Favre threw for six touchdowns and oh, Oliver, you and me both. That's Oliver right. Perez was basically just last game at Shea Stadium, that coughing day. it up on the mound, and that's right. That was that was that was year two of collapse. Here's a question I got for both of these because this got me thinking. What's the do you have a sporting event in your life? And the listeners could call in too with this. Well, it'd be fun that you could have. Like, you didn't watch live because you had another engagement, but it wasn't like a life-or-death engagement. Like, you could have gotten out of it. But like, give me the biggest or most memorable sporting event that you missed live because, for some other reason, that wasn't like a life-or-death situation. I know it immediately, but uh, if you have an answer... No, you'll go okay. ahead, John. So, I was at a Sweet 16 the night that P.J. Brown flipped Charlie Ward. Okay. And I was... So angry that I missed that game because it was it was an iconic game. Now it ended up being the worst case scenario because the Knicks went from being up three one to losing that series. But I didn't see that live. I think I recorded it on that's VCR. That's a good one. That's a good I one. On VCR. Is that a Sweet Sixteen? Mine. Mm-hmm. You know this one. My wife had gotten tickets to a Passionata at the Meadowlands, which is now the Izod Center, which was a horse show. I thought he was going to say something My else. My wife loves <laughs> horses, and it was called a passion on it. They, they, and they only sold like half of the lower bowl, the way that they situated the arena. And so I'm watching these horses the night of Johan Santana's no-hitter. Oh, wow. But that's a regular season game. You have no idea, though. I know, but I still, that would have been a game. It was a Friday night. It was before the kids. I probably would have gotten home, watched the game. Because at that time, Johan Santana was a really good pitcher. And it's Mets Cardinals. And, you know, I would have, I don't know if I would have been there for every pitch, but I would have had the game on and seen the no-hitter. I, I'm, I'm following it on my phone. I mean, I was engaged enough that I kept looking at my phone. That, and I wasn't that is engaged in the horses. Right. Seeing this guy's got a no-hitter. Now, I did get to the car in time to hear the final out, but I pretty much missed the entire game. The only no-hitter, you know, they had the combined no-hitter a couple of years ago. Fugazi. So, again, I'm not, I don't, are there any regrets? I mean, I was, it was it was June, was it June 1st, 2012? Yeah. It was a regular season game on a Friday. I mean, you're going to miss regular season games, but that was, um, that was tough. Mine was the deciding game, game five, 19, uh, 1999 NLDS Mets Diamondbacks. Made plans for like, it was a Saturday. No, it wasn't game five. It was uh, four, right? Four, the, Mets yeah, won yeah, yeah, four. Right. the Todd Pratt game? Todd Pratt yeah, game. Okay. Game four. Made plans for weeks. We were going to go down and visit a buddy of mine who was going to school in Philly. So it was going to be a whole day and night in Philly. We went down. This was in the VCR day. So I set the VCR to tape the game. But I went the whole day before cell phones, all that stuff, not knowing the score at all. Like, completely removed myself from the situation. Got home that night probably sometime around midnight. I remember, it was a day game, so the game had been long over. Didn't interact with the family, nothing. Went into my room, closed the door, started watching the tape. Game goes into extra innings. I didn't set the recorder oh. long enough. I ran out of tape before the game was over. I turn it off, and I must have had ESPN on my screen. The bottom line, they said... NLCS Game 1 Mets Braves and I said that means the Mets won that's how I found out that the Mets won oh in the world of taping sporting events baseball is is the worst if you're going to miss it and know you're going to miss it and you want to tape it because you could have rain delays you could have extra innings it's impossible to set your DVR to record baseball and feel confident that you're going to come home and see it complete John this was fun thank you so much this was was good great seeing you buddy appreciate it it's always good to work uh, with the great John went through. We had lunch today. Yeah, we all just had a nice meeting, nice talk with John. So uh, that's what he looks like, everybody. (laughs) 
Very handsome man. And if you're watching on Yes, if not, you know, I don't know what to tell you if you're listening on radio, but that's John Winthrop. More of your calls coming up, 1-800-919-3776. Anthony Pusick, he'll be on at 6 o'clock with ENN, all on Yes and 98.7 ESPN New York. In 2024, you get more at Ramsey Mazda. More selection and more savings. For a limited time, they will waive the first lease payment. Lease a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for just $289 a month, and now get your first lease payment on them. At Ramsey Mazda, Route 17 North in Ramsey. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for lease details. Excludes tax, title, and registration. Zero secure deposit. VIN R0410549. MSRP $30,750. Ends 229.24. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. I want to remind everybody, if you're looking for the Yankee-Marlins game tonight at 6.30, it's not going to be on Yes. It's going to be on the Yes app only. So if you don't have it, download it, check it out exclusively on the Yes app. 1-800-919-3776. How is it 10 to 5, by the way? Because we're having a good time. We're doing quality shows. I mean, that's the answer. That's the answer. Fine. (laughs) Frank in New Jersey, what's going on, man? You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Frank? Hey, Don. Big fan of yours. I love listening to the show. First time, long time. Thanks, man. So, quick story. Um, So, I uh, back in 2010, I was around 21, 22 at the time, and I I I was working retail, and it actually just happened to be the day of the Miracle of the Netherlands number two. Um, so I, I had to go into work because of retail right before the holidays. <clears throat> Basically told everyone I worked with, I don't want to know anything about the game, nothing. Um, shut my phone off, was completely isolated from the world, you know, as much as I possibly could until I got home. Um, and so just a qu- quick side note. So my mother actually passed away years and years ago. And my father at the time was dating someone. And this was actually, that day was the first time she was actually coming over to meet the family. Um, so, so whatever. So I got, I got home, <clears throat> turned on the game, started watching it. And then around halftime, um, I, uh, my father called me up, called us up for dinner. I was sitting there. I was static. The Giants were just killing the Eagles. And um, I don't know why they decided to do this, but after the game, I went home. I went downstairs to watch the rest of it, and they decided to kind of come with me, like my sisters and my father and his girlfriend. Um, yeah, and then the miracle of the Meadowlands too occurred, and uh, it wasn't pretty. I'll tell you that right now. It, it was really. I think I scared her away, to be honest with you. So I mean, that's the Deshaun Jackson. Is that what yes, you're, I mean, of course. Okay, now the yeah, Giants won yeah. the Super Bowl the next year, so right. that made it a lot better. And Frank, thank you for the the awful memory. What I remember about that game, and you talk about missing things. There was a lot of things that I had to struggle to, to watch the Giants when I was doing the Jets. Now the Jets were the four o'clock game. That day, the Giants were playing at one. The Jets, Giants, Eagles were the one o'clock game, and they're killing them. And I'm there watching the game, doing the, doing everything. And then, who did the Jets play that day? I'm trying. I, I, I got to look it up. It's driving me crazy because because I remember 2010. Jets played the Bears. I remember in Chicago late that season, and it like snowed. Like there was we but had a this huge... was this was prior to them playing at the same time. This is 2010, so they weren't playing at the same time. Jets were in Pittsburgh. That yeah. they, they won that game. And that was the 4 o'clock game. Correct. Right, so I'm in the Jets pre while the Giants' lead's melting down. And 
I really am impressed, Bottle, because I'm screaming at the TV. I'm going nuts during commercial breaks. And it's, welcome back to Jets Game Day. Don LeGrecker, Greg Bottle with you. And then I do it. And then I go to break. It's like, I can't believe they're blowing us. And Bottle, and Bottle's the whole time, Bottle's like, Don, dude, relax. Now, were they're you not like, losing this game. You're good. Don't worry about it. Were you in the studio then or do, at like, um, like Hooters or no, something? No, no, we were in the studio. At the was, old Two Pen Plaza is where we were. There was one that you, it was a playoff game, so I think you were at a remote. You Remember you used to do the playoff games remote from like Hooters or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, We did a lot of Hooters. Remember like with the field goal? I think it might have been like the Chargers game or something like that, maybe like 2004. I remember you telling me this story that because the engineer was listening to it ahead of what was coming through on television, (laughs) and you in one of your, you know, trademark kind of uh, fits of passion, if you will. Remember, you like said that you like got on him. You're like, if you react, if this kick is good or not, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, because that was that was just that just drove me crazy. I don't want to name any names, but, but it was, you know, we like the whole the time they're melting down, they're losing, yeah. and Greg's like, "What are you worried about? They're not gonna lose this game, Don. They're fine." Yeah. Then they lose the game on the the pun return, and then I, you know, luckily I had the actual like jet first half to kind of calm down. Next time I was on the air was actually at the half. And ironically, that was a great jet win too. Yeah, I think I believe it was the first time they had ever beaten the Steelers. They had never beaten the in Pittsburgh, right? In Pittsburgh, that was um, I want Brad Smith opening game kickoff return mm-hmm. touchdown and Jason Taylor's safety in that game. He threw Rashad yeah. Mendenhall down to the ground and then they went to Pittsburgh for the championship but, game and didn't win. But Buttle was also very impressed that I was able to continue to, to be professional yeah, do the job after all that stuff was happening. But to, to let Frank off the hook for the bad memory, next year they end up winning uh, their second Super Bowl with Eli Manning so it made it a little uh, bit better. Clay in Morristown's got one. You're on ESPN New York. What's up Clay? Hi, yeah, I got a a family legendary story about missing uh, a sporting event. So my dad uh, notoriously tapes things so he can skip through commercials. He did that with his VCR, and this was back in 1986 before it was even a thought. Uh, It was the Masters. He sent my mother into the room to see if it was over, and he said, tell me if it's over. And she said... I can't tell they're putting a green jacket on Jeff <laughs> <laughs> And I swear She's to honest. God, I've, there was a 50-50% chance I might not exist today because wow. of that. He did not talk to her for four or five days. Well, listen, so. Clay, if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about golf, but I understand the significance of that moment, and that is an amazing story. <laughs> and and, and so, Vern... I don't know. They're putting a green jacket on. Vern, who had the classic call you know, with, with Jack that year in 86 with a yes, sir. This is Vern is hanging it up uh, after this Masters. This will be his last one for CBS How about year. that? Yeah. We, we brought it up the other day, and I'm like... <laughs> As for all the great things, all the NCAA tournaments, of course, you know the Cowboys on radio and so many great calls that he's had. I think of Billy Matt. I think of um, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> That's what's who the hell is Happy Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was got... a, that was a big get at the like people no, realize that almost legitimized the movie a little bit. Like when you get well, a, a a renowned broadcaster like Vern Lundquist with the connection to golf, like he's in the movie, it gives it some cred. 
1-800-919-3776. We've got a big 5 o'clock hour coming up, an ENN, which will be done by the great Anthony Pusick. And we're taking you up until 7 o'clock today on 98.7 ESPN New York, right into Nick's coverage, while the Yes Network will be with us until 6.30 when they get into the coverage of the Nets and the Hawks. So it's all happening right here on the K-Show until 7 o'clock. Hey, listen up. It's Michael K. When it comes to travel, nothing beats Legends Limousine. I felt the difference, and let me tell you, it's real. When my family and I need a ride to the airport or out of town, we choose Legends. Their commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service. They've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them, and so should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS. That's 1-888-534-3637. Again, 1-888-534-3637. Use the code ESPN10 to snag 10% off. Travel like a legend with Legends Limousine. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.